I'm Susie. And I'm Renee. And, and we're, we're all in this together. together. Your number one source for grown adults giving their opinions on Disney Channel original movies. And this week, we're going to be, we watched The Swap. We sure did. Yep. Uh, it was made in 2016. And uh, it is a movie about a swap. Yeah. Yep. They, it's a, one of... Disney's been real big on the body body swapping trope lately. We yeah. don't know. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you guys like a little recap of uh, what the movie was about, but uh, we only have five minutes. So Susie, do you want to take it? All right. Ready and go. Okay. So the swap is about two children. I think they're supposed to be like middle school, like eighth, eighth or ninth grade age named Jack Malloy and Ellie something. I don't know. Jack and Ellie are both like kind of popular sport kids. Jack plays hockey and is trying to get... Oh, you know what? They're sophomores. I think they're going they're, into their sophomore year now that I think about it. Jack Malloy... They're just short. Yeah. They're, they are both short. Jack Malloy is trying to get onto the um, varsity hockey team because his dad is the coach and both of his brothers are on varsity hockey and it's like a a legacy it's very important to him and ellie is on the rhythmic gymnastics team and they are about to become a club instead of a team which for some reason is a big deal unless they can beat the team in the meet this week and then they'll stay a team and the chess team i think will be badminton you're right the badminton team will have to become a club I don't understand what the difference is, but it's important, apparently. And it's very high pressure. And so Ellie is struggling because her dad left her family. And she's got this whole rhythm, rhythmic gymnastics things going on. And then her best friend, Sassy, who she's been best friends with since they were tiny, tiny children, is like slowly but surely ditching her for the cool new girl whose name is Aspen. <laughs> they met at glam camp glam fashion camp i don't i don't understand but so those are the big things that are going wrong in ellie's life and in jack's life his mother died about a year ago exactly a year ago actually his mother died a year ago um his father is insane mostly just like really intense on the hockey he has no ability to talk to girls and he is being bullied by a senior who has been trying to make the varsity hockey team for four years and hasn't. And this bully thinks that if he can force Jack to not get onto varsity, the bully will get onto varsity. What was the bully's name? Porty. Porty. Yes, Porter. His name is Porter. They call him Porty. Oh, Porty. Um, You're halfway through. Oh, gosh. So the, that's the <laughs> basis. So... Jack Malloy and Ellie both have to go to the nurse's office because Jack got into a fight with Porter and Ellie is crying. Is crying. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and so they are both in the nurse's office and they're talking about how much better the other person's life is because Jack thinks girls have easier lives and Ellie thinks boys have easier lives. It's very binary. This movie is excessively gendered anyway. And so then they text each other. Like, oh, your life is so much easier. I wish I had your life. And then they switch bodies because they both sent that text. 
And the the explanation for that is Ellie's mom is a yoga instructor slash professor um, who is very into uh, the ancient people's practice. Uh, religious practices no specific ancient peoples are uh like told that we are not told what peoples just the ancient peoples and apparently if you get attached enough to a physical object you uh, make it into a totem and it gives it power and you're like you assume she means metaphorically turns out they both deeply care about their phones because of their missing parents and so they made them magical totems I don't know. So they switch bodies and then the whole movie is just them learning about each other's lives and like learning to be the other person. A lot happens. Um, and the, the end goal is they have to truly understand each other before they can switch back. For Ellie in Jack's body, that means learning about his rough family life and his mother and learning about what it's like to be a boy and for Jack in Ellie's body, that means learning what it's like to have a supportive parent, but also have unsupportive friends. And of course, the girls' problems are all that the girls are too catty and gossipy. And the boys' problems are all that, like, they're too violent and won't deal with their emotions. And ugh, there's, oh my god, uh, there's a party that they both have to go to. Essentially, eventually they understand each other, they love each other. They are best friends. Time. And they switch back. That's the whole thing. Ooh, okay. Okay. So. I think that was thoughts. a decent. Yes. All right. So now thoughts. Oh my God. This, my number one. Okay. Actually, reverse. My first comment, and I think this is going to be my first comment on almost every movie that we watch, because I think it's important to comment, comment on it every single time, because once you comment on it every single time, you notice it happening over and over and over uh they did it again where they do this over and over where disney is desperately trying to like claim diversity like wow we're really we're really cool we're really diverse we're you know disney isn't just for white people anymore but without actually making any of their stars people of color like once again yeah. once again over and over and over you have the two main characters are white people and then their best friends are people of color or their enemy is a person of color or over and over and over and it's just like when if it was even happening in just like two thirds of their movie it'd be like that's a bad pattern but like it's a pattern as is it's not a bad pattern it's every single movie like not i think zendaya is the only leading woman of color that they've had in the last like decade like i'm not going to comment a whole lot more on that i just think it's important at the beginning of literally every single movie to just point it out yeah just like hey once again <laughs> yep because well i mean this is the third episode this is like the seventh movie we've seen in a row yeah and it's all all of them all like that and you can so tell that disney is like patting themselves on the back because you know the best friend is a person of color or the enemy is a person of color and it's like they're like mm, we understand people of color can be complex so sometimes they're friends and sometimes they're enemies as though like leading person never dawned yeah, on them nope. Mm. anyway um but uh so that's the first thing i'm i'm over it i'm not over it but like it's been said the second thing is the whole movie was gender propaganda 
Oh my god, yeah. It's like comically very binary. Like it's to the point where it's just like, yeah, boys don't cry. We can't cry. And like that's a literal line in the movie. I know. And then like the girls are just like comically like rude. Like when Aspen comes in, then it's just like, oh, all these girls on the gymnastics team just don't care about like their decades long friendship with Ellie. They're just like, oh yeah, this girl is here. And like, she's from New York, Buffalo, New York, but still New York. And then they just decide to like, say like, bye-bye to tradition. And like, they just throw their star gymnast out into like the ether. Like, they just don't care about her anymore. The wild thing to me is they're like, goodbye forever, Ellie. Because the argument is she's not fashionable enough. She's not like hip enough and they're saying that all to a very clearly excessively conventionally attractive person like she is a it's not as though you can make any claim that ellie is somehow outside of the box she is so in the box she just doesn't wear skirts on the right day like that's the whole thing yeah she just wanted to like do her team building thing and like wear her tracksuit and a ponytail it's so it's as though they thought the moral of the story was girls and boys aren't that different but all it did was make clear lines between boys and girls and instead the moral was you should really try to understand boys better um they have it harder than you think they do and like there was no oh my god it was so so binary it was like trying to force you into thinking that there's more difference between boys and girls than there ever is in real life yeah um also like this is just such a this is just like a plot thing but like obviously the two of them didn't really know each other before so how the fuck are they texting each other like they both have old phones it's not like she's texting him through like facebook messenger like you have to have jack Molloy's phone number which she obviously doesn't have oh no they explain that because the nurse uh they're like arguing out loud mm-hmm. and then the nurse says be normal kids text each other i don't want to hear you arguing and so then they exchange numbers to yell at each other on their phone do they actually exchange numbers? And they might not physically, but like that's the implication okay. is that they're texting now because the nurse didn't want them yelling. And so they were literally so or passionate about Or are they just like typing this... to each other like on notepad? Just being like, <laughs> ideal. That that would be the ideal situation. It wouldn't have happened the same way, would it? Just the, oh my God. Like I can't, this is 2019. Like they literally have TV shows on Disney about queer characters, about... That, and, and, like, their TV shows aren't this binary. You know, boys and girls are friends. That's another thing. No boys and girls are friends. No, no, they all... Well, except for the end of this movie, because then, like, Jack and Ellie don't end up together. Cause they, I did like, like lived that. lived in their bodies, so then, like, they're best friends now. They're trying to get their parents to be together, so they're, like, siblings. I don't know. I don't know. They think of each other as brother and sister, and I did love that. I did yeah. love that at the end they didn't end I'm up... I'm really glad that they didn't kiss at that one part. Yeah. Oh, because, like, they would basically, like, be kissing themselves. I, like, hey, man, I'm, I don't hate that. But. Like, it was, it, I was just like, oh, my God, are they going to do it? Are they going to do that? Like, also, when they were, like, bonding over the phone, like, right after the shower, like, they were, like, figuring out, like, who each other is, like, while they were both naked in another person's body. 
I'm just like, that's... There's a lot. They tried to make that okay. It didn't work well. But yeah, they don't have any friends that are opposite gender. It is literally team boy. They have a whole scene where they're eating pizza and talking about farts and playing video games because that's what boys do. And it's all dudes. And then they have another whole scene where it's like, girls getting ready for this dance. And then they go to a party and they're all wearing fun clothes. And it's Paris themed. And it's like, and it's funny too, because in that Paris party, they were like, oh, it's really boring to like have a party without boys around. That's another thing. Literally the only thing the girls talk about is boys. Boys and clothes. Does this movie pass the Bechdel test? Yes, because, well, no, I don't... I don't think it does. Like, between, like, the mom, but then they're always talking about her dad with the um, mom. It kind of depends on if you count the scenes with the mom when Jack is in Ellie's body. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It gets close. It's ambiguous on the Bechdel test. Uh Oh, no, they definitely do, but it's just, it passes the Bechdel test, but the only other thing that the girls are talking about is clothes. Because, like... Yeah. Uh, Aspen and Sassy totally talk about only Ellie for a while. Oh, yeah. And what a buzzkill she is. And what a. It passes. They're not talking about a man. Also, also like when, um, when like Ellie in Jack's body tries to get Porter to do the STEM club instead of try out for hockey. And like Mm -hmm. he's talking to Claire, but like Ellie is talking to Claire. She's like, oh, I didn't realize, you know, like that you're like, oh, yes. Okay. And so like that might. All of the Ellie. Jack, Ellie, Claire scenes, you Mm -hmm. know, besides, like, Jack wanting to get with Claire, because that happens, too. Yeah. For context, Claire, Ellie's best friend, Sassy, terrible. We are no longer best friends with her, so Ellie needs a new best friend. It ends up being a girl, Claire. That's the whole thing. There's not much said about Claire. I think we really needed to explore Claire's character more, because, like, she's really central to this movie and like she is the reason the party is happening she is the new best friend she is the girl that jack malloy gets over his fear of girls and ends up talking to there's so much going on with claire and claire has like three lines in the whole thing yeah and one of them is you want to dance ellie and that's the whole thing it's a lot yeah the whole like dance scene is it's funny because it's just like well because it's jack in Ellie's body, and he's just like, I don't know how to dance, and he just starts like punching. Well, it's, it's like it, it feels like the beginning of that classic like the train dance. Yeah. I don't know if you ever did that in a middle school dance where it's like punch, punch, up. punch, punch, down, 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 roll, clap. But they, and it's, but, but like they, they don't go any anywhere part. beyond punch, punch, and so it's just like a minute straight of middle school kids going punch, 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 punch. That's yeah. the whole thing. And all, oh, also. Like, with Sassy and, like, Jack. So, like, Sassy has a huge crush on Jack Molloy, which, like, I don't understand because he is short as fuck and looks like he doesn't shower and apparently it smells like he doesn't shower. Yeah, um, I don't know. The theory is like, that, like, we are con- we are told that Jack Molloy is a very popular hot dude and I think his inability to talk to girls is kind of, like, interpreted by the girls as him being very, like cool and yeah, almost a little like, standoffish like everyone talks about how cool he is but then like all we do is see him get bullied by like his family and porter like yeah he knows, like there's like the other like his best friend who like runs the sports center or whatever there's him and he's like supportive but he still picks fun at him yeah like everyone is making fun of him but apparently he's like a stud 
Like, he's just, like, this short kid who has long hair. Look, here's the thing, though. He is what I would think of as cool, nice, eighth grade jock type. And so, like, eighth grade, like, I get it, I guess. Yeah, that that's fair. Um, so, like, Sassy really likes him. And I don't know what Aspen was trying to tell her about, like, how to flirt. Because, like, she was just, like, sounded so stupid. She'd be like, hello, Jack. Yeah, no, all the... All the- <laughs> I'm just like, who would do that? Who does that? All the acting in the whole thing was very... The, the choices were interesting. Yeah, and then it's also, like, just... Girls Code doesn't work that way all the... Like... There is a whole... There's a whole yeah. bit where... Everyone thinks Ellie is breaking girl code because she knows Sassy likes Jack, but it seems like Ellie is flirting with Jack. In reality, Ellie is is Jack, Jack. and they're just trying to get back into their own bodies. But then Jack and Ellie's body is like, oh yeah, yeah, we're dating, and then they like all the girls and the boys meet up at a certain point, and then they're like, we're we need to kiss, and then they just fight, and then Jack's dad like picks him up, is like, how dare you have fun. How dare you have fun with friends? How dare you have friends? Your only friend is hockey. <laughs> you can't even think about your dead mom just so you're... Hockey. That's true. Well, to be fair, that's his whole point, is like, don't think about your dead mom. Just hockey. Dead yeah. mom hurts. Hockey does not hurt. The family dynamics of the Malloy household are absolutely fucking wild. They're bonkers! It is... Is that what any household is like? Like... I'm, I've never been in a household that's only boys. Like, I guess I come from a house of, like, three girls, but there's no way that's no, what it's like. like. And you see, like, Jack is kind of resisting the whole, like, culture of the Malloy household, but his two brothers are, like, super into it, and maybe that's because their dad was the ones that named them, like, Scooter... Or like yeah, it's some some striker. real like striker like some real fucking like generic hockey names that aren't real names but are their real names and the whole thing is like Jack is kind of more of a mama's boy than the other ones and like so he has a hard harder time like getting over the loss of his mom but like I don't know like how what teenager even if you're like the older sibling like what kid in high school is going to be like yeah dad i'm gonna wake up at five in the morning and just like run 18 miles they have hockey practice they do their own personal morning practice they have night crunch routines and they have afternoon like they have at least five different exercise like five different points in the day that are dedicated to exercise Along with school. Yeah, there's no way that they could do well in school. And you have to do well in school to be on the sports team. Yeah, I don't. I but, I do not understand. But the dad is very well read. He he quotes a lot of things. All he, His whole person, the only thing we know about the dad is his wife is dead. And he sure does like quoting stuff. And That's it. And also, he looks like Michael Keaton. <laughs> he does look like Michael Keaton. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, and uh, when it comes to, like, guys that look like Michael Keaton and the dad roles, I just think about the movie Jack Frost, where Michael Keaton turns into a snowman. And that movie just, like, seems, like, surreal to me. But it happened. It feels like a fever dream, but it's real. I believe you. And, yeah... Um, I believe you. I've never seen it. I did jot down a couple of some really quality one-liners. 
So the first one was a quote, because um, the dad also like sends like inspirational quotes to like the whole team every morning. So he says, carpe diem before the diem carps, carpes you. What, do, what the fuck does that mean? It means, I mean? It means nothing. Seize the day before the day seizes you. I guess so. Um, and then somebody, I don't know who it was, um, they said bromegranate juice. Like, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, pa- pa- bro pomegranate juice. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. And then this is a line from Porty, who I think was Porter ta- is the best character. I just want I want it to be clear. Porter is the best character in the whole movie. Porter starts out as the bully. He's ready to beat up Jack Malloy. He is literally twice Jack Malloy's size. And then Ellie in Jack's body hawks him down. Like they're about to have it have it out, and Ellie in Jack's body uses her girlish emotional intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, to uh, really help Porter understand himself, help him figure out what he likes. Why is he doing hockey? And so his whole arc is him figuring out he doesn't actually care about hockey. He actually cares about science, technology, engineering, and math. That's right. Now he's in STEM club. Yep. Now he's making robots and he and Jack are best friends. He's perfect and I love him. He's also played by Bonzo, by far the best character in zombies anyway he's a yep. gem and i love him i love how like porter it with less than 24 hours like has a whole grappling hook system to help ellie jack uh like escape the the malloy household also like he just built like an entire like soda pop fueled good uh motorcycle in like two hours like he goes yeah. to stem club also stem club hangs out on saturdays i love that <laughs> Here's the thing. One of my favorite Disney Channel original movie tropes is just the impossible scientific knowledge of teenagers and like how quickly they gain it. All of the impossible. Like that's the stuff I am into. Some of the things in like all of the movies we've watched recently that are very much things that young me was very into and that like I found very exciting and really inspired me are absolutely impossible scientific uh breakthroughs by children and jewel heist kind of things yes both of those things have been big themes and i'm like these are the things that child me was into and i'm not mad like they're very cheesy but i'm not mad about them at all yeah so like also because they have to like try and improve each other's lives that's kind of the way that they were able to break the spell and so then they're thinking like oh you know, Sunday is the day that, like, my dad's phone plan ends, so, like, you know, we won't be able to switch back, but then we also, like, can't fuck up, like, each other's sport. So then they fucking learn how to do a sport in one night. Like, the, well, the, 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 the well, explanation. They have the muscle memory. Yeah, is like, muscle memory. Our bodies know how to do it. Yeah. It's fine. But it's, also, Ellie was, like, the whole reason of, like, why she was upset that, the rhythm gymnastics team was going to like become a club is that her dad wouldn't be interested in driving like you know a couple hours to see her but turns out her dad didn't even want to see her when it was like an actual team because he's not there and so i just kind of feel like that i felt like the whole the the gymnastics team was going to like get cut their funding was going to be a bigger part of the plot but it really didn't contribute to anything besides just like the gymnastics instructor instructor and the badminton instructor just like making death glares at each other which was funny there is always 
look man. I, I fucking I, love the gymnastics teacher. Yeah. Like, she has that kind of, like, cynicism. That would be me if I was a There <laughs> is always... Teacher. There's always one teacher slash adult slash whatever in, like, almost every decom uh, that, like, their whole character is just weird adult that's, like, cynical and a little embarrassing. Like, in High School Musical, it was Miss Darvis. There's a whole bunch. In um, Zombies, it was the... Uh, the football coach. It's usually an instructor of some sort. Mm-hmm. Like, where it's just an like, underpaid teacher. Yeah, where it's just, like, this really, like, satirical nonsense character. And I always love that character. I know. I, I'm always into that character. They're always complete nonsense. And I'm always like, you're the one. Okay. <laughs> I just remembered about this, but, like... So when Ellie's mom takes them to the spa mm-hmm. and then Aspen's there, the hair dyeing sabotage was like, I loved it. Like, oh, really? <laughs> I did. Like, I just, I was like, oh my God, good for you. You know, just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was a moment where they did draw gender lines again, though. Yeah. Because it was very much, this is not something. So Aspen is there. Aspen was being rude about. Ellie and Jack is there in Ellie's body. They're in a spot and overhears her talking, talking mad shit about Ellie. And so where Ellie would just have like been really upset about it and left, Jack sabotages and tricks her and dyes her hair nonsense colors. And it is very much like since it's Jack, he took the active way of like getting back at her. Yeah, But then like Ellie just like wouldn't have gotten back at her. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, I, yeah. did, I, I did like that moment, but it was another moment of being like, boys and girls deal with yeah. things differently. It is some, like, sometimes you would, like, forget that the characters aren't in their bodies. Yeah. And so, like, you would think, like, oh, like, Ellie did that, like, fuck yeah, but then it's, like, not She real. sure didn't. <laughs> no. So, the heartwarming part of the movie, like, when the kids realize that they have to, like, channel their frustration about their lost parent to the other person's parent, I actually really did, like, feel a little misty. I don't know oh, if yeah. you did, too. Like, no, that emotional. was, like, a genuine emotion. And I'm like, wow, like, good on you, you know? Like, yeah. making me feel something. There were totally interesting parts of this movie. And, like, weirdly, Disney has gotten really good at helping kids sh- see examples of kids who have trouble with losing a parent, whether yeah. that's in death or a lot of times it's divorce or mom just left like, at a young age. Yeah, or... there's been a lot of like parents just leaving and it's just that happens. And yeah. It's like, oh my God, that's so sad. But like, I, I've noticed, I mean, like we talked about this, like, you know, off mic, but like, when has been the last time that there has been, like, a family dynamic of just, like, parents that have, like, stayed, mm-hmm. you know, in some capacity from the start? Like, the only thing that I can think of is, like, High School Musical. That was 10 years. And, like, Troy yeah. Bolton's parents who, like, weren't really there that often. Yeah. I'm honestly trying to think because, like, Teen Beach Movie has a strong dead parent theme. Yeah, a lot of them do. And, like, the thing is, though, I don't hate it because Disney Channel has gotten good at giving children of non-traditional or separated or whatever families examples of other people who are going through it. And like ways to heal. Yeah. Reminders that it's not their fault. That's Mm -hmm. a big theme. And like those end up being the best moments in those movies 
are the moments when they take a difficult issue like divorce, like parent death, like, you know, your dad left and deal with it head on and have that be an emotional moment for their characters. Those are the most interesting moments in the movie. And it's, it's like Disney has forgotten how to have interesting emotional moments in any other like, like capacity. Capacity. It's like that's the only one they well, remember. I mean, like in this one, it they do kind of expand like the whole theme of moving on and like you know, um, and stuff like not just with parents but like also with friendships. You know, because like eventually Ellie and Sassy just kind of come to this realization, being like, you know, we aren't the same as we were when we were five, and you know, like their friendship breakups aren't really a thing that anyone talks about ever, but no, they happen did, like, all the th- time, and like. You know, especially when you're, like, a teenager, like, you end up, like, not being friends with people for the dumbest fucking shit. Well, yeah. And I did like that there was a formal, spoken, allowed, like, amicable yeah. breakup of the friendship because that never happens. Um, and it's something I think should happen. Yeah. You know, it's usually something that is, like, this friendship has petered out. Yeah. You know, whereas in this one, they, ha- they like, said explicitly we're not going to, you know, we'll still, we'll always be friends, but we're not going to be BFFs anymore because this, this, and this. I don't love that, like, despite the fact that Sassy seemed to understand that Ellie was right, and despite the fact that Ellie did get her comeuppance of the hair dye thing. Well, no. Like, there was still no, like, moment of everyone realizing that Aspen is a total fucking bitch. Is a piece of crap. It's just, like, there was no moment where Sassy was like, Hey, so you've been manipulating me into being bad to my friends. Yeah, you know? I I think that a better outcome would have been if Sassy was like, you know, like I think that I need to move on from you know like being like BFFs with you, but like also just being like Aspen, what the fuck, <laughs> you know? But that doesn't me, happen. Well, to me, the best outcome would have been okay. Now Sassy and Ellie have a new best friend named Claire. You know, like the three, like, I think that there is something to be said for, because the whole thing was Ellie didn't want to lose both her father and Sassy. Yeah. You know, because those are the two people that she has leaned on for her entire life and she's already lost her father. Yeah. And so now she doesn't want to lose Sassy too. And that's why she's clinging on to this kind of toxic friendship for as long as she has. And so like, I think there would be something to be said for being like, hey, you're right. Your dad, you know, your dad left. But, like, it's worth it to try to hang on to friendships that meant a lot to you. It might change. Like, what they look Mm -hmm. like might change. The dynamic might change. You know, maybe someone else is going to come in and you'll be more close to them. But I I wish they would have had Sassy realize that Aspen was no good and then have Sassy somehow stay in Ellie's life. Yeah. I don't know. I was mad. I was just mad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. So, we got some fun facts. Okay, I'm ready. Fun facts. All right. Um, it's not really anything. There's not too much about this movie, but uh, so the actress that plays Ellie is named Peyton List. And oh. then um, the guy who plays Jack is um, Jacob Bertrand. Um, and he's been in like a ton of Disney Channel things. I thought I recognized him. Yeah. There was like a long list. I didn't write it down, but he's been in a lot. Um, this movie is actually based on a novel of the same name. So it was a young adult book at some point. And also, uh, we already said it, but uh, Porter is uh, the same guy who plays Bonzo in Zombies. And he's like... The and best he, actor Disney Channel has right now. I love him. He He's really good. I love his facial expressions. Um, 
he is very old. <laughs> he oh yeah, he's like 25, 26, but yeah. he's just like so good at playing the like goofy kind of bozo character yeah, but like, like in a charming the way. guy the guy who like doesn't have a lot of smarts but has a good heart yeah That's... or like you know in this one he had didn't have a lot of emotional brains but he had a lot of scientific brains for some reason yeah, i don't yeah, know yeah. either way he's very good at making whatever character he has like taking all those negative aspects of the character and just making them so charming and we get to see him again in zombies too i'm so excited i love him i know know. they just need to make like a whole movie about him um he deserves it (laughs) yeah so i think now it is time for ratings okay all right so out of five the plot 3.5 okay hold on actually hold on yes i feel like something that we haven't touched on that we need to talk about is the white people shit in this movie. The it, the mom's entire character is just... She... Oh my god. She talks about her wheatgrass smoothie. She is obsessed with the ancient cultures of who. Yeah. Who. She does yoga in front of her car. Yeah, she does yoga. She does... Like, it's very clearly just like all that stuff that dumb white, white people white, rich white people yeah do. dumb rich white people like she doesn't she have a job up, she doesn't seem to no i think she's a professor oh okay she's because like that's, that's also they, on brand yeah she's some kind of like professor type she's the kind of mom who would be like an anti-vax mom and like i'm sure is very into essential oils like the thing is she's a good mom she's very supportive of her daughter and she's, she's trying like a little clingy she's a little clingy but she's trying to compensate for the fact that dad left. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's not that she's a bad mom. It's just her whole personality is just white people crap. Like, totems, all of this stuff. Like, all of the... the There's, like, m- unnamed mystical magic. Yeah, all of the unnamed mystical legendary stuff. They don't, they don't get into what cultures is this from. You know, like, where are you reading this? It's just vaguely mystical and it's oh my god it's it's just i needed to touch on it yeah because it's just so it's white people shit and i don't like they legitimized white people shit and you don't do that don't give them that power them don't give white moms who think essential oils i don't know it felt like a shout out to oils cure cancer obviously yeah it it just it felt like all the pyramid scheme girls out there Exactly. <laughs> it, it felt like a shout out to the Pyramid Scheme anti-vax friend you have on Facebook. Don't give them that power. That is the them I was talking about, to be clear. Yep. Um, don't don't make them feel validated. Don't do it! <laughs> ah! Anyway. Alright. Uh, so. Plot. Ratings. Um, plot, I'd give it, I don't know, what are you, I'd give it like a three and a half. Yeah. I didn't hate it. Like, yeah, there like, was a lot of it that I was like, okay, this is some, like, very classic... It was an enjoyable movie. Yeah. Like, just very classic Disney Channel crap, but yeah. also, the gender propaganda takes it down. Like, I'm just... That's too much. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, choreography? So... So we're talking about sports choreography here. Yeah. Sports. I give it like a four point five. Like the choreography itself was good, so yeah. like you're right. I think the choices. I this is again with the gender propaganda. 
the choices of having it be hockey, which is violent and angry, versus rhythmic gymnastics, which... Which, I mean, a- is another it a sport? Thing, another <laughs> nonsense white person thing to not validate, maybe. Yeah, that's um, like... Actually, hockey is a nonsense white person thing, You have too. to be, like, very... Like, you have to be, like, very wealthy to do hockey, because it's so, um... It's so involved and like the equipment's really expensive and like the renting out the rink is expensive. Well, in hockey, it's just like a classic, like it's Canadian. It's like a classic white person thing. This whole movie is just about nonsense white people shit. In That's some, in some undisclosed gender is a nonsense white person shit too. Anyway, yeah, it's in some undisclosed suburb somewhere. Yeah, like it seems like you know some sort of New England thing. Yeah, maybe I got almost not quite. Because it's got to be somewhere wealthy. I almost said Iowa, but it's a little too wealthy to be Iowa. You know That's what I mean? That's why I said New England. Yeah. You might be right. You might be right. Um, but yeah, so chore- like the choreography itself, though, like, it sure it was hockey. Yeah. And, like, you know, I'm living for anything that uses one of those ribbons. I fucking love I, the ribbons. I haven't seen the ribbons since Cadet Kelly. And, like, I God, love yeah. me a ribbon. And so, like, I don't even hate rhythmic gymnastics itself. It was just a weird choice. I don't know. Yeah, I'd give but, it a four. I mean, it is like rhythmic gymnastics is like fringe enough where like it would be it would be like like on the cusp on, on of the, getting yeah kicked like off to be of, fair like like it's something that's so fringe. I mean, you could have done ba- like badminton and have like the same plot. Or, yeah, like, I I just wish they hadn't done something that was so gender. Just like color guard, like they could have done that. It's like that basically the same so thing. Interesting. It's the same oh. thing, kind of, but like it's a little bit more inclusive. You know, there's always that one dude. That's yeah. Well, or um, like, yeah, I don't know. Any... They they just did cheerleading, so they had to do like fancy cheerleading. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the choreography yeah. was fine. I'll give it a four. Like it's yeah. fine. It was, it was fun to watch. Like when they were learning how to like do each other's thing. Yeah. You know? My thing, my only thing with it was, like, in a lot, uh, Cadet Kelly comes to mind. There are a lot of Disney Channel movies where the the choreography uh, for the sport that they're doing, you know, um, I think the, God, there's been one or two ice skating ones, too, where yes. the, the sports choreography, they do really well with, like, making it an emotional moment and, like, really showing emotion through mm-hmm. the the sport and, like, that's hard to do, but, like, I've seen it done before really well. And, they did, like, I didn't have a lot of, like, emotional attachment to the sports scenes. Like, they were fine sports scenes, but I didn't have a lot. That's why I'm, like, not, yeah. not willing to do a 4.5. Like, yeah, I, I didn't did feel f- anything I for felt it. more emotion in the sports, like, scene when they commemorated the seat to Jack's mom. Than, yeah, like, like the actual like, sport itself. Yeah, no, there was nothing in the sport. And, like, that's supposed to be a big climactic moment. Like, can they pass off as each other and do yeah. each other's sports? And it also sucked that, like, Jack made varsity and then his dad was like, you did shit. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> but, yeah, so I didn't, yeah. I don't know, I didn't feel emotionally connected to the choreography, mm-hmm. which is why, I, I might even put it at a 3.5. Like, nah. Oh, that's fair. Um. So now we have acting. Like a 2.7. I don't know. I well, okay. It depends, it depends on the character, like because yeah, you gotta judge them all. The guy who plays Jack Malloy, I thought did a great job. You yeah. know, because especially because he had to act Ellie acting as him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he did pretty decently there. I think yeah, Ellie did a good job too. Yeah, she's yeah. just she's very much a basic yeah, like and it's, Disney girl. It's yeah. fine. Just like this, I think those side characters were just like too much. Aspen. 
Mm-hmm. Aspen was so bad also, just to touch on this. And I know, like, this is... It was a weird choice. Throughout the whole movie, there was this theme of, like, there was a Paris-themed party. There was, you know, the girl from New York, Aspen, always tries to say, like, f- fancy French oh words. My, let, and mm. they were purposely having her mispronounce them, you know. I know. As somebody who speaks French. Was it hurting your soul? <sighs> yeah. The was, weird thing was, I don't think kids that this movie is, like, marketed to would have picked up that they she no. was mispronouncing it. No. And I mean, like, it's... That's, like, a gag that's been used forever. Like, you know, think about Beauty and the Beast. It's, like, parlez-vous Francie. Well, you know? And, or, like... But, like, there are things that, like... In Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast is meant to be a family yeah. movie. And so there are people who are in the audience who go, oh, ha, 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 he mispronounced it. Whereas in this movie, all of, like, the target audience is, like, yeah. 11. They don't understand and you're being like, funny. They're guy, just going to learn to say that word wrong. And I know, like, the whole point is you're trying to undermine Aspen's real ability to... To, like, be posh, you know. You know, she's not actually that cool. She just thinks she is. Yeah. Also, like, just... You're in high school. Take a French class. So I, I think you're right. I think Aspen and Sassy, terrible. Oh, but just... think about this, uh, Bonzo and I think honestly the other supporting dude character, were both good. Yeah, they uh, like yeah. I would say they kind of balance each other out. Yeah, that's so true. I would give this again a solid three point five on acting. Like it was fine. Yeah, I'll I'll go up to like a three point two. Okay. 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 Um, so cringeability. Um, oh, I high cringeability for me. I think I, again, it's just the gender propaganda. I can't handle it. Like it, I guess watching it didn't make me quite as embarrassed as like Kim Possible or something was. No, it wasn't great, and like, the acting isn't what made it so cringy for me. It was just the mess, like the messages they were trying to send out. They weren't doing great. The gender messages were bad. The other messages. Like, about, like, family and friendship were good. Fine. Yeah. I, yeah, I'll do, like, a 2.5. Three. Yeah. Three. All right. Yep. And so now, overall. I, like, this is what I've said for most of them. Three and a half. 3.5. This is out of 10. Oh, out of 10. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, overall is out of 10. I remember that. Yep. (laughs) It's been a while. It sure has. Yikes. Um, Out of 10, I think I would give it a six. Six and a half. I'm gonna do seven. Um, I like with all the problems that it has. I like le- I like legitimately enjoyed watching it. That's fair. And like it's been a while since I've seen like a newer decom that has the kind of feel of an original decom. It. I will give you that. This isn't overproduced. This isn't overcomplicated. This is basic, super basic storyline. Super basic plot. There is nothing fancy about it. It's just some nonsense they made really quick to be only aired on TV. Yeah, and I don't, it just like I feel like as a kid I would have really liked this movie. I think you're right. Like I think as a kid I also would have. I just I also think like some of the things in here because I still remember from old decons some things about because you know, I didn't have any guys who were like I didn't have mm-hmm. any guy friends. I remember, you know, things about boys, things about, like, life that I thought I had learned from Disney, and it took me, like, years to unlearn it, and I just feel like, it's 2019, 
you could have made this movie and done a swap of like two people who have different lives and then they switch you know it's freaky friday yeah which is another (laughs) decom which is another decom it's freaky friday like you can do that without having like such a huge gender binary and like because the message it to to kids is boys and girls are very different you know and like instead of i i I wish that if they were going to do this and have it start out them thinking boys and girls are very different it turns out that boys and girls are the same but like that's not what happens like the the way they handled problems the way they like the way the problems were presented to them the things they had to worry about were deeply different throughout the whole thing and it was like it was like kind of almost absurdly binary yeah i just i've got a lot of gender issues but and i know like that wasn't the only thing going on but it's just such a blaring thing that i don't think i can get above a six but yeah. I do I do think that, like, it did take big steps towards, like, oh, this is what DCOMs used to be like, you know? Like, this had the same feel of something like, um, Luck of the Irish. That's what I was thinking, like... Like, it, they, they're not related in any way, no, but, but it's got that exact same like, feeling. Feel. Like, yes. I just, like, I was watching this movie and I was, like, kind of, like, transported back to being, like, eight and watching you know, like that movie or like Smart House or yeah. whatever other movies that that one guy who's in both of those movies. Yeah. No, just like some nonsense. They're not trying to change the world with it. They're not trying to be super impressive with it. It's just a fun Friday night. Like that's the whole thing. Yeah. And like, so I did, I did like that, that, that it was going in that direction, but like the gen, I can't get over the gender stuff. Yeah. Maybe in another 10 years. Well, uh... oh my God. <laughs> We'll have, they'll be a little more progressive there. Um, but yeah. I, so that is The Swap. Yeah. A movie by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. All right. So uh, we'll be back in two weeks. And thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.